This is episode 54, Badass Records Podcast, hanging with Steve Woods. What's going on? Good evening. Um, you want to pull that in front of you a little bit and closer? Talk to Mr. Microphone. That's right. Um, so, you know, the first one was in January and the second one was in February. There was a few, it took me a few weeks to figure it out and get them up. But since, since episode three... I have not missed a week. So when I hit the 52, 52nd episode, it's like, hey, it's a year, sort of. But 50 was cool. I mean, 53 was the first. 54 fir- is great. I mean, they're all fun. Yeah. But um, this is the first episode uh, where I'm sitting with somebody who has purchased merch. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I should have worn it. Well, did it come? Yeah. And did you get like? Yeah, no, I wore it in the gym the other day. Did you get um, notifications like you I would wear, for no, wear, anything no, else you buy online? Um, yeah, I <laughs> like did. it felt like a normal a push, a push online purchase. Like your order is shipped and here's oh, track. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I cool. Got tracking and cool. No, it's good. It's a nice shirt. Good. Um, um, it wears well. What did you do? Did you do the short sleeve tee? Short sleeve tee in gray. Well, I tr- I I pointed out i mean i i thought that i had chosen the um the blend uh, material yeah. for both the girls and the guys mm-hmm. and ethan brown was like he i forget he ended up buying a ball cap or something he goes uh man the girls got the comfy tea and the boys got the one made out of old dog treats what's up with that <laughs> that gildan so brand is I, I pulled it oh you did yeah and then i got a beanie and it sucked, but my next door neighbor got one that's cool. Uh-huh. And then I I bought fifty stickers, uh-huh. and they're each sticker is four pieces. And I was like, oh. what? <laughs> Nobody wants to like, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. So I no, uh, it's a good shirt. Well, I, good. I, Thank I, you I for buying it. Until it. Um, it is threadbare. I'm kind of a t-shirt nut these days. Yeah. Um, COVID. COVID. Etsy. Like my job. Um, we have a lot of, we have some really sweet swag at my company. Do you really? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I'm kind of a t-shirt whore. I, I am too. And like just gear in general. I know. Like, it's, I've gone a long time depriving myself of things. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? Treat yourself. It's yeah. Twelve dollars. Treat yourself. Yeah, how much is your shirt? I forget. At fifteen. Something like that. Yeah, so I'm like fifteen bucks. I've always done. I don't know Good. where it came from, but just because. California. No, no, no. Like this whole thing, like thing in my head where, um, you know, not like coming from, you know, an abundance of money. It's mm. like every spend is like the longer it lasts, the the more it reduces the, the per year. Yeah. So if I buy like a $95 pair of sneakers and I keep them for 14 years and I'm like, good job. Oh yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm tired of doing uh, I don't want to do that anymore. I have the same mentality. I think it comes from my, uh, German and Scandinavian history or heritage of uh, very work hard, put your money in the bank, save it, right? Go buy a car and drive it till it's dead, right? Like oh, that's what I do, and then I'm you know finally I have adult money now. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm pushing fifty years old, so I'm like you know what I'll go do that, right? I'm, and I'm I'm okay with it. I still feel guilt because I'm like, man, do I don't need that, but I want it. So. I do feel that way with t-shirts. It's like you have, if all my t-shirts are clean, I don't have drawer space for them. It's I ridiculous. Have two drawers. Same. 
for t-shirts Same. only. <laughs> and some hung up on hangers in my closet. Okay. Um, this I got this guy on low. If you're warm, just holler and I can turn it off. Sure. Are you okay right now? I'm good. Okay, cool. Take my shirt off. Uh, <laughs> Bert Kreischer in the house. Um, I w- in getting ready for this, uh, it occurred to me that uh, we have known each other for 23 years now. I mean, I think April officially would be 23 years, but... That's crazy to me. Three is a long time. Yeah. Uh, and our paths have crossed a lot. I have I've been thinking about this a lot uh, coming, leading up into this conversation. And like, I wasn't sure if it was 23 or 21. Right. Like we could go back to McCoy's. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, so I've been listening full disclosure to a lot of your episodes. And okay. I went Thank back, you. <clears throat> I've listened to almost all of them, but I went back first of all to the ones with the people that I know. Yeah, and we have that that mutual orbit, um, and then I'm like, yeah, that's was that twenty? When when did you come I, to the ranks of McCoys? Right. Like I had, I joined McCoys in 2020, or excuse me, 2000, because I just left um, Japango's. Japan, no, Japango's and Union Cafe. Okay. Left Union Cafe shortly after New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah, the cl- clinkity. Yeah, it was the only job I ever got fired from. Clinkity crash. Only job I ever got fired from. That was that. Matt McLean. <laughs> Wasn't Matt's fault. I don't know. But regardless, uh, so uh, <clears throat> James and Mark hired me, and um, I started shortly in maybe January or February. So you were only there for a few months before I started? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. In tw- yeah, in 2000. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so that, so you came aboard and I was hired on as a Sue Mm -hmm. and who was in charge? Was it Jeremy? Jeremy Lane. Yeah. Jeremy Lane. So you, you ever run into him? Uh, I do. At Homesteader? You have his, 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 your business? No. I mean, I used to run into him, uh, when he had the market, market three, market three. Mm -hmm. And then since then I've run into him a couple or three times, but they've been super random. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, every time I run into him, it's like harder for him to remember. It's easy for me to remember. He was the chef. Right. And then, and then we didn't sell, I don't think I ever inherited that, but I, I worked with you a lot and maybe I cut, I think I covered you too. I don't know. But so I would have interact anyway. So it's easy for me, but I'm, I was just some other dude. Yeah. But I also don't know if he's, uh, walking down the path to growth and development, which may also hinder. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, but yeah. And so, and then, um, he was relieved of his duties. Yeah, meth and feta chef. <laughs> I was ninety. You, wanted me, you n- wanted me to say that, didn't you? I, I thought you were going to lead with it, oh, but then uh, no. He, you know, um, I have respect for him. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a kooky guy, a character that uh, can come in and out of your life, uh, and he has a good restaurant downtown. Uh, two of them actually. Right now, yeah. That he owns. Huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the main street that runs right into the city market? Is that Broadway? I think so. So on Broadway. Okay. Just uh, one block to the south of the bridge. Okay. A homesteader. Oh. And he's got a, a dinner place. To, homesteader, I think, is breakfast, brunch, and lunch for the business crowd and weekend people. And then he's got a dinner. And they're both his? Yeah. Good for him. Him, him and his wife. Okay. All right. Who is an excellent pastry chef. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. So, uh, yeah. And they've been open for years now. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, um, let's see. So, so he's yeah, gone. You get boosted. I got promoted. Yep. And then. Kona, you left for Kona. Well, and then how long was I there with you? Were you, I, were you promoted to Sue? Yeah. We had a couple people though. Gilbert, that Gilbert guy. Well, you're skipping over Brian. Brian. Epilepsy oh. Brian. Oh yeah. Brian Ca- uh, Castro. Is it Castro? I don't remember. Castillo. Okay. His dad is a chef. Peter. Peter, Pete Castillo. Uh, Gilbert and then, and then uh, Josh Lynn. Oh, I forgot Josh Lynn. Yeah. That's a good dude. Uh, so you left yeah. and Josh, Josh and I kind of just ran it for a while until, yeah. until Lawn Boy came along. Oh, Lonnie, yeah. Yeah. That was a good run at, at McCoy's. <laughs> yeah, you left there to go do Kona, right? Um, What's it to open? It was to open to it. To open Kona, yeah. Are you open, like, holiday season? Uh, we opened. Plaza. So I left, and I went to Scottsdale and trained at their score at their stores there in Scottsdale and Chandler. They only had two stores at the time, and the third store was in Kansas City on the Plaza. Their first out of the market. Right. Arizona proper, I suppose. So they're all getting bent out of shape and worked up about it and very excited. And so, uh, yeah, we opened seems like right before Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Just, and it was bananas. Yes. I remember I had family in from Florida and we came in yeah, and just, you came and said hello and it was bought just us an bananas. App. Like we do a 110,000 a week. Easy. Every week. Wild. Yeah. And they're still open, right? Yeah. I haven't been in there a decade right but uh yeah they're <clears throat> they're paying rent on the plaza they must be doing okay i think our rent was like twenty seven thousand dollars plus a percentage we did over x right, amount right get something just ridiculous yeah. um and uh yeah kona was a good run um, and then you did the uh lion's gate no i left i left kona to go be a corporate chef for yos foods that's right that's right and then Mike Lane hired me. That's right. Yeah, Mike Lane hired me, and then um, that was a good gig. And then I left there to go partner with Steve Kerner and uh, Nick with uh, Ingredient. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did too. I want to forget about that. <coughs> well, that was, that was it, a good. There, uh, there wasn't there something about like uh, the the way that you. Um, were given information about how things would go ahead of time. It didn't end up looking that way. No, right? it was, you know, I think ingredient was a great idea and theory. It's ahead of its time. I mean, if you open that up right now, you'd probably do quite well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I was brought on to be a consultant and kind of help them move and navigate through, multiple units mm-hmm. and we had our store in Lawrence yep. and that was on um mass and I think 13th 9th 9th and mass right on the corner great location yeah just bustling and then um <clears throat> let's see we did the plaza location next in the old miners grocery store okay so we got two stores I'm living on the plaza or no yeah I'm Janie and I are on the plaza then Back and forth to Lawrence every day, and That's or right. going down the store on the plaza. It was just, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And then um, people got greedy, I suppose, and they wanted to 
start franchising and open up more stores and get more people and investors and bringing all these things, these things that you can't really prepare yourself for because we're not ready. We don't even have any standard operating procedures and policies in place and things like that. So it was a learning lesson. You know, I lost some friends over the deal and uh, I learned a lot about it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not bitter anymore. Good. It was for a little so, uh, while. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it really bent me out of shape for a while. And at the time also, uh, Jeannie and I were trying to have kids. And so there's a, which was not super not, simple, was not it? Super simple. Right. So there's a lot going on then. Yeah. God, I was thinking honestly in the shower this morning, I feel like, uh, just jogging, yeah. you know, and I, I, I feel like I remember her having like multiple months of bed rest. Oh, that was, um, that was actually when she was, when we actually did have kids. Right. When she was actually pregnant. Right. First time around at Ingredient, I didn't, nothing took. Right. So, down the road. And are they going to be 14 next month? Uh, they will be 13. Ne- ne- in, in February, February Valentine's yeah. Day, close uh, to it? Yeah, 17th. 17th. Yeah, 13. So crazy. <clears throat> I um, feel like you were uh, just dropping off uh, bags of... Uh, toddler clothes at my old house like a couple months ago <laughs> oh god that's crazy yeah um no they'll be 13 um going back to the mccoys for a minute though i was just thinking the other day jogging my memory of uh when Jeannie and i got married and kathy rolfing great lady mm-hmm. great woman great manager uh put a collection together from everybody in the staff and like gave me a fat envelope full of cash. Wow. Like the day of, or maybe the day, <coughs> it might've been, it had to have been the day before. Cause there'd be no reason why I'd be in right. McCoy's on the day <laughs> of my, my wedding. Uh, but, um, not if Janie has anything to say yeah, right. about it. Well, actually I think I came in to pick up kegs for the okay, there you reception. Go. Yeah. And she's like, here you go. And I was just like, well, I'm crushing, uh, crying like, holy smokes. Yeah. And I was like, and then that got me thinking about all the other managers who were there. Um, besides Kathy, and it was like I know Kevin and Terry Trombetti, Matt, who was the best man in my wedding, Jim Ligon for a minute. Oh, Jim Ligon, Glenn McMill, uh, Glenn dot com. Oh, I love Glenn. Yeah, Trent on. Uh, Glenn's listening. Trent on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta uh, get that dude on here. And eventually, I don't know. You might have been gone by the time uh, Rich. Oh yeah, Rich. Yeah, came around. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's we had a good good cast of characters mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. I remember just closing one of my favorite memories is closing down the restaurant on a Friday or Saturday night and sitting in the plot room and burning heaters and drinking uh IPAs. Yep. And watching all the crowd come out of uh bottleneck. It's not bottleneck. Not bottle. uh, uh the hell's that bar? Uh, I mean Kelly's. No, right uh, there on the corner. The, oh, the, riot room. Uh, hurricane. Hurricane. Thank yes. you. Yes. Coming out of the hurricane, just sloppy drunk, fall yep. down in the parking lot, fights. Yeah. We wait for all those crowds to disperse, and the only reason why we're waiting is so we can have more beers. Right. Free. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we somehow 
get home well two or three in the morning uh, and just wake up and do it again hopefully that happened and and not like uh two or three in the morning go over to harry's and hide hide in the secret ante room until dawn (coughs) yeah uh that's the thing about the industry is you are exposed to a lot of things yeah uh with booze drugs characters Mm -hmm. it's like i can get down with this Mm mm-hmm and yeah. If you can, then you're golden. If you can't and can't cope, then you're going to be destroyed. Run <laughs> far and fast. They're going to chew you up yeah. and spit you out. Yeah. So, um, so <clears throat> b- born and raised KC though, right? Yeah. And then did you did you go to West or did? Oh yeah, and West. So, is that where the um, oh, God damn it, Jason um, Baker? Uh, no. Uh, Ted Lasso, uh, Sudeikis. Oh, Sudeikis yeah. Did he go to Wes? Uh-huh. So, yeah. were you guys ever? Uh, he's two years younger than me. Okay, okay. So. But and so, so he and then where did Rudd go? Did Rudd go to he, South? He's at West. He's, he's West. He's two years older than me. I knew his sister. Okay. Um, I actually know Paul. Oh, like, really? Okay. Example: We're sitting in the Falloon not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, and he walked in. Over the holidays, and I'm like, Paul, oh, and just sure walked right up to Janie and I. Janie's just like chin. Hit yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so, uh, but he's a few years older than me, and I was in forensics, and uh, he's obviously <clears throat> in that whole group. And yeah. So we would come back uh, every once in a while and, and speak to the class and work with us on some things. But you say Jason Sudeikis, and I got to drop the fact that my wife dated him. Oh, <laughs> if, if I knew and that, I, I forgot. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Cause I like to make fun of her for that. And I'm like, look, look who you got. Right. So where was she, where was she at West uh, too? No, no, no. So she didn't grow up here. She's that's right. Ka- Central Kansas, yeah. 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 Kiowa. Get him dad. Uh, yeah. Um, no, she was in the theater community cause she majored in theater at K state. Okay. Acting degree, theater degree. And she did some shows actually with, um, Oh my gosh, Eric Stone Street. All right, so yep. there's that, and then so she made the move to Kansas City after graduation and did late night theater, some improv. God, I forgot all about comedy. that stage and stove. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, we just deleted that this year. Or the AOL account, twenty twenty two. I'm like, what is this nineteen dollar charge that we're getting every uh-huh. once in a while? I'm like, oh, AOL? oh, that's that's so I can get on my desktop oh. an instant message with like, Blair <laughs> before like we go to work. Forty thousand emails uh-huh, in, my, in uh-huh. my inbox, and I'm like, this is all spam. What the hell? We gotta get rid of this. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so she came up to Kansas City and was in that whole scene uh, with Billy Brumblecome and uh, Jason and Jared Brewstead and but all these great. You know Jared Brewstead. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, he's a regular at McCoy's. Okay. Um, and he was, he ran that coffee house at the end of the block on Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Westport Coffee House. Yeah, yeah. That theater thing. So, uh, so she did that, and they were, you know, dating for a while, and really, and then he left to go to Chicago. Okay. And they were like, whatever, break up. Sure. And they broke up. Uh, and then so that's you, where I swooped in. Right. I met her actually at Seventy um, Fifth Street Brewery. Okay. Casey Hops. Sure. You know, it's the relationship maker uh-huh. and the relationship breaker. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I uh, I collected a paycheck from them for uh, the first handful of months, my first year yeah, married. It was brutal. It was, 75th Street. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so you mentioned Stone Street and then Riggle. Where does he, where does oh, he, he fit in? South. South. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. He might be four years older. Okay. He might have graduated in 88. What a funny little posse, though. Yeah, it's weird. USD 512. I know. I mean, yeah. wild. Uh, yeah. And then you have uh, one sister that's younger? No, no, no. <clears throat> so I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. I'm the youngest. Uh, my sister is eight years older than me. Eight. My brother is four years God, older I than me. Totally botched that. Okay. okay. I don't. Uh, and how, do you know how mom and dad met? No. No. Did do you have memories of music being on in the home as a kid? Yeah. So uh, my parents are divorced. Yep. My dad left before I was born. Hmm. I remember that now. Yeah. Like I knew it was young, but geez, right? Yeah. So he left before I was born, um, and I just found out within the last maybe three or four years, like he didn't even sign my birth certificate. Oh damn! I did. I know. I was like, "What's this, mom?" Because I had to get a copy for passport or something. I forget. And she's like, "Yeah, he didn't want to sign it." I'm like, really? Cool. Like the gift that keeps on giving. What a dick! <laughs> right? You know. And he's active in my brother and sister's life. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we can get we can open up that chapter if you want. Like, have you have has he always been active in their lives? Oh yeah, like uh, I'll go back in my core memory of like. Is that a him is that coming, an, an Inside Out reference? Maybe I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, I think there's a sequel coming out. Really, Outside maybe. In? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, I remember as a kid, my dad had he's an entrepreneur or businessman. He okay. did well for himself. Um, but I remember him, he would come into town. He was living in Denver, maybe in, in LA off and on. He'd come into town and he would pick up my brother and my sister, take them out and leave me at home. From the house that you guys are all living in? From the house that me and my brother, and my sister, and my mom lived in. Yeah. What? Leave me, leave me at home. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you ever told me that before. That's I super don't, fucking don't weird. I don't really ever recall that coming to the front of my memory within but then maybe in the last few years okay I'm just okay like, wow man Jesus. A, and then I, I asked my sister about it and she even confirmed like yeah i just didn't want to deal with it I, so i <clears throat> i asked my mom i'm like did he even pay alimony and then she's like she he did but not a lot right so regardless of the fact my brother's an athlete jock okay. We'll, we'll open up that cabinet in a minute too. Um, but uh, so he was always high on him. He's a uh, pitcher, uh, state baseball sure. champion, riding that athlete wave, maybe get him into college, all that stuff. Anyways, he had a back injury and arm injury and he couldn't go anywhere. So I just, there, that dashed his dream. Are there, does this stuff, is this stuff fine he's, now? Oh yeah. He's okay. He's, he just had shoulder surgery. He's a, he's still a good athlete. He's a really good golfer. Okay. Yeah. So uh, is he is he here? Yeah. Do you see him? Uh, I just saw him last week. Okay. Like it's a weird dynamic. He doesn't have kids. Oh shit. He's married. Okay. That's a whether it's a choice or physical. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> he lives on. He lives a mile from me. In okay. Leewood. You ever get out and swing the sticks with him or no? Yeah, we go out every okay. once in a while. Okay. He'll. I'll invite him over to my club or I'll go <coughs> play at his club. Um, everyone's once a summer, maybe. Sure. Just only because I don't want to pay his dues and he didn't want to pay my <laughs> <laughs> We're both cheap asses. Right. right. Uh, but regardless. So, um, 
So, yeah, he would come into town. He would hang out with them, leave me alone. Didn't want anything to do with me. Uh, I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. I'm a, I'm a latchkey kid. I'm, I'm thinking about this now in my life. Sure. Like, it helped me understand how not to be a dad. Right. It's helped me in my, my own fatherhood path, I suppose. How not to be that guy. Right. I don't ever want to be that guy. Right. So <clears throat> and I gave him a chance in college. Uh, he, uh, you know, I was going to school here. So uh, KU, Vegas, Juco, yeah, yeah. all so three of those, I'll right? I'll give you that. Let's go, and then we'll come back to my dad. Um, let's go back to my culinary for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, any yeah, any man. place is cool. So let's let's just go to the fact that my mom worked in healthcare. She's a doctor. She got into administration, so she's always gone. Older brother, older sister. They didn't really want anything to do with me. Like they were. Jeez. Doing, I know. It's, it it wasn't <clears throat> terrible by any means, but like they they are doing their own, living their own lives. Like, sure. We're all. Uh, kids of divorce, which was right. a thing of the seventies yeah. in the eighties. So anyways, uh, also s- still is. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I think I mean, in the seventies and eighties was when we were like, Hey, if we're not careful, it'll, it'll cross the 50% threshold. Yeah. Uh, and then like well, by 1987, it just yeah. it never looked back. No, there's like, fuck that. We're going pedal the metal. Right. Um, so I learned early on to, uh, be, self-sufficient yep you know come home from school in sixth grade and i'm hungry Yep. i want to eat something how am i gonna what am i gonna do and then i watch pbs because yon can cook and the galloping gourmet and uh julia child and and all those great cooking shows were on uh way before food network and all that stuff is this uh, was this the could this be the birth of the skillet burger yeah <laughs> <laughs> This was, uh, this was, Hey, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get some food. So that's kind of where I was like, oh, I'm going to cook something and you know, I learned how to make crepes. So, you know, I'm like, this is a thing. I asked for a cookbook for Christmas one year and my mom got me a cookbook and an Atari, but I mean, I was pretty jazzed on this cookbook stuff. So, so we talked a minute ago about cicada and, uh, uh, heirloom right across the street is uh, the, the Rieger has a three spot facility these days, mm-hmm. a, a three different dining areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the chef lives there, really? but he went to that after selling Brookside poultry company. Oh, uh, and Tom, uh, or, uh, Abalong, Abilene, Abilene, Charles, Charles Abilene. Um, he lives right there. across the street. Yeah. Fuck, and his car's parked in front of my house he right now. Business. No, he's he's like I called on him when he opened Brookside, and he he's in tight with the Scavuzzo people. But anyway, uh, so he was uh, kind of early in pandemic. He was like, "Yeah, we're gonna open, we're gonna do this beef addendum to Brookside Poultry, and then also we're opening opening a creperie." And I, uh, you know, 
I only have a handful of things that I cook for anymore uh, besides feeding myself and my kids. You know, mm -hmm. we, uh, there's a progressive dinner that's part of the auction. I, I end up being a main course house for that Thanksgiving brunch. It's nice. I'm doing that too. Um, a couple of, uh, we have an Advent dinner thing where you host one Sunday evening during Advent and it's nice. Um, but that's, like families, the, like neighbors, like fish meal or you do Friday or Advent. I'm sorry. It's, I'm it's, wine. it's soup. Like the host usually makes soup and then somebody brings wine, somebody brings a salad, somebody brings a dessert. I love a good soup. I usually, I make two and I've got a list of all the soups that I've made because I've been doing it for 10 years now. Right. That's great. Um, and you know, like I'll never forget, like the first couple, like I was like, I'll start first thing Sunday morning. No, <laughs> Saturday, start early Saturday. Yeah. And then they have all night to you know, it's like the first time I saw, maybe the only time I saw a chalkboard, you know, outside mm -hmm. of a restaurant and, or, or maybe it was actually on a menu and it's instead of soup of the day, it's yesterday's soup because uh, yesterday's soup's always better than for sure. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're opening a creperie. And I was like, oh gosh, I, I'm, I want to ask you, I've just been dabbling in making crepes, uh -huh. you know, f for the first couple times recently. And and when I do, I'll make you know like twenty four, thirty six, whatever, because the thing that I'm making requires a lot of them. And I'll fuck up the first, the first one. Few, first are always a mess. And then and then you hit your stride. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I've always you know you start to see those first couple bubbles, and then I flip. Right. And for a minute, I was kind of like keeping the broiler on and seeing. A flip. So, if, so if you go like seventy-five seconds and then fifteen or twenty-five after your flip, how does that second side versus you know the salamander or the broiler or whatever? Right. And I I couldn't even get all of that out. And he goes, "Oh my god, you never flip a crate, never." And I was yeah. like, "Huh?" <clears throat> and so I was like, "Wow, I totally because I don't I I was I was working off a recipe, yeah." And so I went back and I was like, "No, I didn't. It says right here." And so the next time I made a batch of crepes, I was like, I don't think that I want to have the crepe, the other side of the crepe raw. Oh no. I like the tender on the other huh. side. Yeah. And a little crisp on the edge. But if you're doing like blintzes and you've got, you're going to end up rolling. Mm -hmm. Doesn't the raw subject it to poke through yeah, I can easier? See that, uh, not being as pliable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember. Where, oh, where I jumped in and interrupted it's, it's you. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I'm like... Crates. Oh, you're need, you need food. You're yeah, looking I'm, I'm for... Yeah, I'm food. Like, Julia Child. Yeah. Um, so, kind of <clears throat> advancing a little bit, I think, as a young... Latchkey chef. Latchkey chef. Um, I, like, progressed to the fact of having dinners ready for my mom. No way. When she'd get home. Yeah, I mean, this is a... a a year or two, sure. going seventh, eighth grade, all that stuff. Like, I liked it. Like, number one, I'm doing work behind the scenes and then serving some food and I'm getting rewarded with a smile and a thank you and things like that, right? It's it's uh, the gratitude I think I was yeah. maybe striving for sure. that I didn't know about at the time, <clears throat> that that was really it uh but you know when you make something nice and somebody enjoys it that's the beauty of food and then, so the so help me 
<laughs> the Advent dinner thing, uh, there's enough families, there's only four Sundays of Advent, right? right. There's enough family that if you don't, like, as soon as the text thread starts, if you Let's don't go. snag a Sunday to host, you'll you'll miss it. You uh, don't even get to come. No, no, no. Oh. You, you come to all of them, okay. but there's only only four hosts, you know, so if there's six or seven households, I see. not everybody's going to host every year. So you'd just be a participant. Yeah, but you you still somebody you sign up to bring something, right. and so but I I don't ever want to I, I enjoy it and yeah. I also don't want and I I've never re, so I guess I've made twenty maybe twenty two soups I've never repeated mm-hmm. so and I, it's I like that challenge but I didn't realize until like two maybe two December's ago uh, that my absolute favorite part because uh, people will show up and you know gather and open bottles of wine and there's tons of kids and people are coming and going and then uh, eventually you light the candle and say a quick prayer and then it's time to eat but i realized uh i was in the kitchen doing something and people had already sat down to serve themselves and were eating and i i swear to god dude like in unison there was like 14 or 15 sets of spoons clanking against bowls and zero conversation audible and i was like oh yeah Yeah. it's way 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 better than somebody being like that was really good yeah just you you know non-verbal the silence anyway yeah you started liking the 100 percent uh yeah so just making food making dinners and my grandmother was a great cook uh home cook you know her german schnitzels and sauerkrauts and uh, all the great sausages and all that great stuff. Um, and, and our family on my mom's side were very gracious hosts. They like to have fun. My grandmother loved to have people over at her house over there in mission Hills and just have family and everybody just Sundays. Uh, so, you know, I got a little bit older and they're asking me, you want to bring, you want to help bring a dish. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, great. You know, so, uh, that's kind of where it, think I discovered something within me. I found my special purpose. I think so. And then, uh, you know, high school was there. I worked a few jobs, some weird. My first job ever was uh, the stock boy at Drug Emporium okay. on, on 87 Saving Street. so big, you'll need a shopping right. cart. And all I would do is face the labels <laughs> and talk to the guys in the back in the break room and they're smoking cigs and nice. whatever. Uh, and then next door to the drug emporium was this restaurant. I think it's called the blue note. I may be misspeaking on that, but it's a little jazz place. I love it. Yeah. It's the best, best name ever. Totally. I, it's not the blue note. Maybe it's blue note cafe. There you go. Cause blue note, I think is Columbia. It is. It? Yeah. The venue. Yeah. Uh, blue note cafe. And, uh, like there's these dudes outside in the, behind the restaurant that are working there, you know, cooks and stuff. And they look like they're just having a great time and smoking cigs and stuff. And, uh, I'm, they're calling me over one day and like, what are y'all doing? And they're just, we're on a break, not busy. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then this kid came out and he's like, Hey, we need you in, get you inside. We got something going on. We need you to cook something or whatever. And, uh, he's like, Hey, you work here? And I'm like, no, I work next door at drug emporium. He's like, you want to work here? I'm like doing what? Bussing tables. I'm like, really make some money he's like i make cash i'm like yeah so i think that's my first okay that's a great story let's go uh, <clears throat> uh foray into restaurants 
just slightly different than facing labels. Yes, a little bit. Uh, You know, and uh, my mom was like, I guess you can do that. And uh, no late nights. I could work a late night on a Friday. Sure. Um, But, uh, you know. Good job, mom. Yeah, good job, mom. Uh, And then, uh, you know, I'm like, look at this scene. And it's hustle and bustle. And you got some live music over there. And you got dinner plates clanking around and you got your dishwasher who is telling you great stories and you know tales of you know who knows if they're honest or not you got the, all these line cooks and all this stuff, and i didn't i had no idea what a kitchen setup was until then so that was great uh great exposure and then uh what did you go for a minute okay let's get through high school that was fun yeah yeah of high course school is a disaster it's a trip it's a trip i don't ever want to go back <clears throat> I went to my 30th reunion a couple months ago. And yeah. I was just like, I, I don't mind. You're dip- fine. I don't mind dipping into those. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'm like, well, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. yeah. Mine's um, mine's this summer. Yeah. It's like, so it was fine. Uh, I'm surprised at the way people age though. Like differently. Uh huh. You know? So it, that was I mean, you literally look, the same oh. as you did the, the day I met you. Oh, thank you. That's I mean, so nice. it's obviously I don't know what you look like before that, but I mean, it's weird when you, because at, at those kinds of things, yeah, you're you'll like, see people are like, oh my God, you haven't, and then you see people like, you don't look anything like the human being yeah. I knew 30 years ago. I don't remember you looking like this at all. Well, yeah. nice of you to say, it's all the, I've collected all the tears from my haters. And I just rub them like <laughs> On my crow's feet. Crow's know, feet uh, lubricant? Yeah, a little bit. Of, you know, the you didn't have spots. haters in high school, did you? I don't know. There's there's a girl I just just now, somebody created a group for the class of 30 uh-huh. year, whatever. But there's this girl, she friend requested me some time ago, and uh, she looks like this girl that sat <clears throat> next to me mm-hmm. in uh, Algebra 1 junior year. And she dressed differently and wore her hair differently. Um, and she was, in, I just remember her being big into Erasure, uh-huh. the band sure. or the group, whatever. Yeah. Um, and she, like, I think she, like, Dug verbally in. told me that she, and I, I you know, wh- whatever. Like, <laughs> I was just trying to figure out, you know, everything yeah, like, on, oh, no, I don't think that's not, how, you know. yeah, yeah. but anyway, I've seen her, she have a friend request and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't have any idea. The only way I know who this person is, is if they changed their first and last name uh-huh. and I accepted it and what, and then the, so this talk of this reunion comes up and now people are like, who's going to do what planning wise. And she's, She's jumping in and is in the group thing and leaving messages and blah blah. And just the other day, she's like, "By the way, I used to be." And it, nobody asked, but she was just volunteering it. Uh-huh. It was almost like she wanted to be asked. Uh-huh. And I was like, "I fucking knew it. Like I knew, it, and I'm I was right. That used to be anyway. Like I guess maybe not long after high school was yeah. when she was like, "I'm, cha- I'm not keeping my last name or my." You know, my first, anyway, and, you know, fascinating story, I would suspect, to, to dig into that. And you might want to invite her to I, I, I might, I might. <laughs> Why don't you say when you're at your reunion, hey, uh, by the way, I'm doing this podcast. Right, right. Why don't you come check yeah, it out? Maybe, maybe. Uh-huh. But, so high school was a trip. <clears throat> yeah, high school was a trip. Um, 
Where was I going? Well, I'm, I'm bouncing around because I've got a family thread, dinners. I got a thing about this Juco. music yeah. that I want to get to. We're get, we're all, we're close, but, but we're close. Okay, so uh, so Juco for a minute in their culinary program, and then my dad calls, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to move to Las Vegas, and then in a year, I've got this project. He's building the the Las Vegas Speedway concrete thing, whatever, um, for his company. What do you think about that? And I'm like, yeah, let me think about it. And Me- the, meaning come down? Yeah, and, think about it. Okay. So, so yeah, I think he's planting a seed, trying to feel me out. I'm like, I haven't talked to you in years. What are you trying to do? So I just left it alone. I'm like, I'm going to go to KU. So at that time, uh, I left the Blue Note. I got a job at um, TGI Fridays. That's uh, where <clears throat> um, I met a lot of great people. Um, Matt McClain. Sure. Craig Palmer. You know Craig Palmer? I've heard you speak of him, I believe. He's a gentleman uh, who is an amazing person. Uh, anyways, uh, he and I go all the way back to high through elementary school. But uh, regardless, that's where I met Matt. Um, and Matt's like, hey, man, um, I'm going to Lawrence to live with these dudes, my buddies from high school at 1223 Ohio, off campus. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could probably swing that. I think that sounds like fun. <laughs> I, I think I'm free. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, seven of us in oh my this God. beater house on 12th and Ohio, which is just off campus. Uh, I roll in some classes. My mom's on board. She's like, yeah, that sounds like a good opportunity. I'm like, well, I think I'll go up there. I'll study English. Um, maybe I, the thought of being an English teacher, something. I didn't have culinary on my brain all that much and i was jockeying back and forth to tgi fridays uh to work shifts to make some cash and then i started working in the kitchen there okay my first role was fry cook i mean because that's that's where they put the new bit new yes and uh, i remember i had to learn how to make that blooming onion thing i don't know what they called it back then but it's ridiculously huge onion that you had to Season bat, season flour, and then batter, and then flour, and then drop it in this dedicated fryer. It's just stupid, just mm-hmm. cholesterol city. Uh, but anyways, that's where. Uh, also, I, we we got that covered with onion rings. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's way simpler. Yeah. You can. No just man, dip. this is cut the core out, and then you put the. It looks like a flour. I'm like, dude, we'll charge eight dollars for it. Whatever. Uh, right. It was. Um. So that was my first, uh, real kitchen introduction, and uh, it was great. Uh, I remember there's a grill cook there. His name was Darmouche. He was Middle Eastern, maybe okay. Pakistani. That dude, he, there's a grill, gas grill, as big as this table. That dude, London broils with his bare hand, like touching everything. Like he had Kevlar fingers <laughs> or something. <laughs> like he, I mean, he very rarely used tongs. And, and uh, that dude was so good. He, I mean, he, I don't ever. I, I got I mean, it. I, I gotta say, I'm sure there's some steaks that came back. Yeah. To temp, but I mean, he was. I gotta interrupt low. real quick because I saw this. We were talking about TikTok before we started rolling. I saw right. this TikTok like okay. yesterday or the day before, and it's this group of dudes. Whatever. I don't, don't even remember how big their channel is, but it's like six or seven dudes, and this package comes, and they're so freaking geeked out about it that they like they're all like you can't. It's almost inaudible because they're all just oh fucking all you know just. And, and this, the package has got like wood crate frame that they got to screw. Yeah. And then, then there's a box. What it is, is this 
tungsten. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Like a 45-pound block of tungsten. And nobody could pick it up one hand, and it's freezing cold. Like, uh, what is that? It's the strongest metal on the periodic table, I think. And the heaviest metal, too. And then, so I think that guy paid like four grand. Or he paid a lot of money for that. And then there's one, I think one of his buddies was like, dude, I got a little piece of it right here in my pocket. Did you see that part? Uh, I didn't, like I didn't big. stay tuned until the very, very end, okay. but I stayed tuned yeah, I pretty late. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I don't know how they picked that thing up. I mean, I think you have to have gloves on. They said it was freezing cold. Yeah. At first I thought they were exaggerating. And then all of them were like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the point of that was for that purchase. I don't, but right. But they right were as really I, excited. They were really they excited. They drill out and they started unboxing it. Yeah. I saw that. I Right as I checked out, there was a dude walking into frame. <laughs> I thought I smelled tungsten. <laughs> Anyway, this yeah. dude has Kevlar fingertips. Yeah, yeah. So he was really good. And then, um, you know, I was introduced into some really cool black guys, like 20-year-old, 20-something dudes. Uh, this one guy, I forget his name, but he was one of the nicest guys ever. He had a really good ear for music, and they'd be playing some great, like, 70s soul and just some really good music in the in the kitchen a lot. One night he's uh, helping me on the fryer, and uh, he dropped uh, some chicken wings or something in the in the oil, and it, some splatter came up and hit him right on the white of his eyeball. This I'm talking about a really big black guy, cut works out, big dude, dropped him on the floor in an instant, crying. He was in so much pain. I've never seen anybody. Well, I've seen a couple people on the floor in the kitchen in my life yeah. uh, through some incidents, but he was on the floor and crying and withering in pain, and they rushed him out to the hospital. And how do you treat that? I don't. I don't know. They they took him in. They did something to. I don't know. Uh, he came back with the. He don't. He didn't come back for like a week, but he had a patch over his eye for a long time. And dude, tough I just dude. Tough I just guy. learned today, like a couple hours ago, that John Cooper. Yeah. Had, are you aware? Uh. Uh-uh. He's going through like I don't even know how much chemo. Oh, really? Uh, I guess he had been wearing a patch over his eye uh-huh. because all of a sudden the eyeball was just going wherever. Interesting. The other one wasn't, but to, in order to see, yeah. and so then his neck was bothering him, and uh, he he had just done some kind of water skiing something or other, and thought. Uh, so they go in to check it out, and they found like three huge three tumors. Damn. And one of them is, you know, messing with a nerve that goes all the way up. So, I mean, wow, I had I no idea. Had no idea. Hmm. But anyway. That's uh, terrible. So this dude goes to the hospital. Yeah, anyway, so he goes to the Anyways, it was a, it was a good introduction into uh, restaurants. And, you know, obviously it's a corporate chain restaurant thing. So there's some good regimented management there for the most part. Um, it's, it's a good experience. Sure. So, <clears throat> Um, anyways, I'm going back and forth between Lawrence and uh, Overland Park, Oak Park Mall to go work right. with McLean and I, and we're just a bunch of degenerates, you know. We'll go, we'll have after dinner or after work drinks at the bar, sure, and then drive to Lawrence, and then by the time we had a rule, we're like, DeSoto is when we'll, you know, take chief, a couple, yeah, yeah, chief it up. We gotta wait till DeSoto, and we hit DeSoto and just. Rolling to Lawrence and like, where, where, where are we going tonight? You know? Yeah, the uh, night is still young. Louis, <laughs> uh, downtown or um, 
shoot, I forget that bar that's upstairs, the jazz house. Yeah. Like, man, and I was underage. Sure. So I thankfully had my brother's ID. Yep. So that that's one good <coughs> good benefit of having an older brother where you look pretty similar in the mm-hmm. future. So so uh, there was that. And then uh, <clears throat> I didn't do too well in KU, obvious reasons. Living in a house with six other degenerates. And have a 45-minute commute to work. <laughs> in the house that was a pretty much a party every night. Sure. Yeah. So we had some great guys that I lived with and uh, some good friendships were made. And uh, anyways, my dad was like, why don't you come out to UNLV um, and study the hotel restaurant culinary program? Because I expressed some interest to my mom, to my mom about maybe wanting to go to Johnson Wales or something. And so in steps my dad, who was trying to position himself, I think, into my life. Oh, uh, Okay. So, so there was some actual, some good intent behind I it. I think um, he didn't have like other his, like business. His intent has always been, let me buy that for you. And that covers all of my fatherhood umbrella yeah. responsibilities. I think it was always that way, even with my brother and my sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, you need. Something. I don't have to get in there emotionally yeah, or just invest some, any time. Yeah, exactly right. You need something. Here you go. It's no problem. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, let's give this a shot. So, and, and does this mean you're, this means you're moving and, and living with him? Uh, yeah. So I moved out there <clears throat> and, uh, he's like, I'm building a house. No, he's buying a house, but you can live in my condo with me until I get all my stuff and taken care of and get into this new house. And this condo happened to be like right by campus. So it was really convenient. So he put me up and paid for everything and, you know, fucking around and it's vegas you know I'm, i just turned 21 so i'm like let's go and see what i can do so i worked at some great hotels uh hilton international and and uh, caesar's palace spago i worked for uh, wolfgang puck and got s- just grunt work sure prep cook stuff yeah for the most part it but all I'm counts in. yeah it all counts i'm i'm uh doing my time in school um, and then, uh, I guess my third year, I realized I'm learning more on the streets in cooking in restaurants in back of the house than I am in class. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to pursue this. I'm having, I'm going to give this a go with cooking. And, Cause initially I thought maybe just management, hotel restaurant. Management oh, I see. I see. Key. So I'm <clears throat> really getting, um, in, into finding some good places to work. I had, a, I had a good stint at uh, Las Vegas Country Club and uh, a couple other good – the Rio. Worked at some good hotels also. Um, that's all union over there. I didn't want to be union. They told me, don't – just bounce around. Go learn, you know. Okay. You always want to learn from some great chefs, right? Yeah. Like that's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in this shitty kitchen with a stale chef. So regardless. So I bounced around. Um, I had a good time in Vegas. I've lived there for – Three and a half years. Some people can't stay for three days. Right. I, I managed to, to eke it out. And in the meantime, I had a great condo. My friend Bob Kubis would come over, would fly out. At that time, he could get like one-way tickets for 40 bucks from Kansas City, direct flight. Damn. Yeah, like, you know, mid red eyes. Sure. So Matt would come out sometimes. Steve, I'm coming out. Save me a spot on the couch. <laughs> one way. He'll buy a one-way ticket. Bob would. And then, and then figure you know, it like, out. Yeah, like six days later, I'm like, dude, you got to go. He's like, I lost all my money. <laughs> oh, shit. 
I'm like, oh, God, I got some coupons to Binion's Horseshoe. We'll go get a beer and a buffet. Whatever. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, so that was that was a good run in Vegas. Did you finish the program? No. I Okay. No. I've... So I didn't, I said earlier, no regrets, but I do have a regret of not finishing. I left with basically a semester to go. Okay. I, just, I had to get out of there because I was partying, partying and okay. boozing and I mean, so, all sorts but of like stuff. you didn't finish, but for good reason. Yeah. Like you made a, a, a made better a good, choice for yeah. yourself. Oh yeah. I uh, wanted to uh, get out of there before I couldn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and then I came back to Kansas City, and uh, my aunt owned a catering company over in Lenexa. Okay. Went to work. She's like, come work for me. So that's where I got started here. Nice. And then um, that's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, we, I want to move into your records, but I got to pee real quick. Sure. So. Where were we? Well, we had just sort of wrapped up Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wanting to get out. Wanting to get out. and So <clears throat> I come... I come back and um, where was I living? I don't even know. Regardless of the fact, uh, Matt and all of his crew and everybody is. He, well, wait. I came back, worked at my aunt's catering company. That's right. Now I'm back on track. Yeah. Uh, and then um, I really wanted to work at Japango on the plaza. And I somehow got that. I worked with Stu Strand for a little bit. That's and right. Those guys, Parkway 600, Randy. What happened to Randy? I was in McGonagall's or Fairway not too long ago. And I'm like, there's a dude in the back and kind of looked like Randy. He had a hat on and gray hair. And I'm like, Randy. He's like, oh, he doesn't work here anymore. I'm like, oh. Connect Cafe in, over in the dot. Okay. Is it his? Or? It, yeah. It's uh, so, you know, they like. Uh, Adopt. Thirty, thirty, from. yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's tied it's tied in with that. Oh, okay. And and Lonnie's over there. Connect and, Cafe. Yep. And uh, oh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey would do all the European imports. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, I think it's just those three. Interesting. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so uh, did a little stint with them, and then that's where it kind of grew. Yeah. Um. Through uh, through that, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you sent me your list, uh, I was really blown away. Um, in in that, uh, basically no, uh, no Boston, no uh, nothing vanilla yeah, per se. Is that what you had me pegged for? No, 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 uh, no. But um, I have uh, just started purchasing. Vinyl, vinyl, and, and it's that—that's the sole purpose. Is of to, Boston, of oh. the records that I'm buying is to display them. I'm yeah. not—I'm not listening to them. It just and so it's—it's it's not a spend that I can justify. So I should have sent you this link. I just saw this the other day. You know how you could like TikTok made buy that. There's a guy and he had a, he has a nice vinyl collection. I got a. I got a pretty good sizable. Do you really? Vinyl. Yeah. Nice. Uh, anyways, and he bought a uh, clock hands, battery operated clock hands, kind of maybe they're a good size. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a big blank wall in his basement and he set up the albums that he liked um, as numbers on a clock, the face of a clock. And then he put the clock hands on there and it was, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Send me that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, anyway, I'm, I'm, pretty sure like i try not to repeat 
Yeah. So I, th- I think that maybe that's the only one that I haven't used uh-huh. for tonight. So that's why it's there. Oh, and it's also uh, a great album and cool cover art. But anyway, uh, I, I tend to like to tr- arrange them by chronological release uh-huh. typically, but yeah. you, for you... I'm all over the map. Well, it just felt the, like the right angle to keep them in the order that you gave them to me sure. in. So it starts with uh, 1989, Stone Roses, self-titled. Right. The Apple blurb says calls this debut a career cripplingly hard act to follow, uh-huh. meaning it was so good. And then, really, I think they only made one other studio record, yeah. and then a couple of other assortments, which we'll get into. Best but of and yeah, some other random um, compilations. But I, so I, I've of course I know the name, but I've never sat down and listened to them. Um, so Did when you listen to them, yeah, yeah, and and uh, I don't know. Um, if it ever got any better than the lead off track from that record, which is I Want to Be Adored. Uh-huh. Absolutely amazing, beautiful, gorgeous. Right. I, I mean, just absolutely blew my mind. Uh, so how, how did you get turned on to the Stone Roses? So, uh, like, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this conversation and i'm pretty fortunate for the musical influences i've had in my life nice considering uh i'll go back and i'll get to the stone roses in a minute but um my mom beatles neil diamond barry manilow streisand like pop good she, she played this stuff yeah she had, when a, you were a, kid. She had a great cabinet a vinyl record player cabinet where you could slide the top up and pull this little lever and the the record player would come up whoa and i mean it was not like you push a button and it's electronic you pull the lever and it, it would lift still it's cool not, yeah it's still cool and it had these two speaker ca- is like as big as a couch are you good and, beverage wise no, you fine. need i got some water okay uh and uh about as big as a couch and probably weighed a ton wood grain and yeah like these funny speaker covers that kind of looked like they were crocheted um huh. anyways it's funny uh, so anyway so she had a, a nice record collection and <clears throat> does she still have it uh no uh, but like so on the weekends uh cleaning house she'd put on some bgs or some man lowers yeah so i i had that going for me uh and then uh, of course i have my older brother mm-hmm. and my older sister and on sundays we would go to church and my sister's old enough to drive so we would sometimes skip not sometimes, most of the time, skip mass and drive around and listen to Casey Kasem. Heck yeah, yeah. weekly top 40. Yeah, man. So keep your feet <laughs> feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Oh my goodness. So, so uh, my sister, who's eight years older than me, she was kind of in that uh, John Hughes... Breakfast great Club. Breakfast Club. All rap, those... All no, those, Rat Pack. Yeah, Rat, rat Pack. Rat all, pack. The, all that great music that stemmed from those movies. So that's a little bit of a British art alt-punk, you know, poppy. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, my brother, who was into Dawkins and Motley Crue and uh, Rockin with Black Dokken. Sabbath wow. and, like, crazy metal, because that was, you know, it was the... Both of those things were hip. Van Halen, then, yeah. yeah, they're both hip. And, of course, they're in two different tangents, because my sister's going this way and my brother's going that way. Well, and not uh, to mention the stuff that mom listen yeah. to yeah you know, so, all three so here i am in the middle of everything and i'm like yeah this is i love what my sister listened to 
the poppy good stuff and didn't know much about it. And then, of course, my brother, like, ah, let's go, uh, you know, Van Halen and Led Zeppelin and all these great bands. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm fortunate to have that foundation, I think. Uh, and then uh, I grew up into my own niche and started skateboarding and found punk. Sure. And, yeah. Kennedys and circle jerks and stuff. Um, so that kind of, I guess, kind of launched me into what comes out of England and Europe and cool, right? Cool, non, not well known bands, right? And the Stone Roses, uh, I was turned on to them, um, by Craig Palmer's older brother. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, we used to go over to his, he had a house on the plaza, we'd go play foosball. You know, chief it up and party on the weekends, and he's like, check out this band Stone Roses, and so that album to me uh, has so many great memories, and in my opinion, it is a top five for me. It's it's really good. It's really good, and it's a kind of a a shoegazer, stand against the wall type of thing, but also it's so heavy. Yeah but not and that's that's where i was really thrown because i was expecting it to be a lot edgier than it was but it's but it's like kind of chill and kind of upbeat and and kind of a little bit edgy a little bit heavy it's yeah it's got like a little house pre-shoegaze yeah it's yeah and so they kind of they they kind of turned the british music on its ear a little bit when they debuted that album and, and uh, they didn't do too well here in the States. And mm. um, I, I would have loved to see them live, uh, but they're like <clears throat> the precursor to the Oasis of the world. And Interesting. Things like that. Uh, they're, they're a fabulous band and, and you know, they didn't last very long. It, no, they had some issues internally um, between the bandmates and everything, but yeah, it's a top five for me. And I listen to it to this day. I just listened to it yesterday. Just well, like, Man, production so mix good. is cool in that it's kind of clean, but it's got just a little hint a little of fuzzy. distortion. Yeah, a little fuzzy. Uh, there's a fun solo jam in the peak of track eight, uh, Made of Stone. Yeah. Uh, and then they close it out with a pair of big ones. I'm the Resurrection at 812 and Fool's Gold clocks in at 954 yeah. and has a whole bunch of funk. Mm-hmm. That the rest of the record didn't have. Yeah, I mean it was a wild fool's gold with that. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And I have the resurrection is like when the first time I heard that I was just like, man, this is like church like to me. It's heavy. It's it's coming at you in all different directions, and it is, yeah, it is good. It's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, really good. so they, so that was their debut. They put out another one, but, uh, the second stone roses record on your list comes from 92 and it's called turns into stone. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, early singles and B sides yeah. that didn't make, uh, the cut, I guess for the debut record. Right. Um, how'd you come across this one? Uh, so yeah. Remember that Exile Record store on 75th and Metcalf? Next to the, is it the second hand? Yeah. Yes. You could sell shit and and they had tapestries and posters. That's what it it was called, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it was Peaches. Yeah, Peaches original. Which became Sound Warehouse. And then 
CD warehouse. Some dumb thing. But Exile kind of just hung through yeah. the storm and yeah. maintained until... It was my favorite store. I loved... I, Love yeah. It. Yeah. So um, I became friends with a couple of dudes that worked there. Nice. And not on a friendship, but they would turn me Acquaintances, on yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, you like that? How about this? Check this album out. And so um, they, they're like, Stone Roses, B-Sides, you got to have it. I'm like, what is it? And they're like, turns into stone. And I'm like, give it to me. Sold. Sold. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> it was fortunate for them, for that place to be there for me. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll digress for a minute because as the um, age of CDs came in to buying and selling, I would go in there a lot and like take some CDs and maybe a couple albums or whatever and sell them so I could go get some beer for the weekend and I have to go back and buy them the next week or right. whatever. And it's, it's so dumb now that I think about it. Cause I know I lost a lot of good stuff yeah. to that place. It's, it's um, a, fun, a funny, it turns out to be a funny name in that for, for the business to have in that I, uh, I developed my music purchasing habit early with, uh, babysitting and cutting grass and shit. So I, I would ride my bike up to, whatever version you know mostly sound warehouse but right um and 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 once i like opened that pandora's box of buying like i i, I was, you know i couldn't but eventually like you you have to be responsible and use your money for other things so i uh, that's the first and probably the only place that i have sold music and most of the time i was selling it to buy other albums that I thought I would like better than the ones I, and there was always like a sort of a pain, an open wound. Like I had all the ACDC albums and now I only have five. Cause, Dude. but whatever, you know, whatever I, I had for Christmas one year, I got the entire Beatles album, studio albums in a case as a gift. Wow. Uh huh. Is and that from dad? I don't know. My mom, I think okay. for me, but it was every studio album. It's fabulous. It had this cool uh, wooden case, and it had a little slider door that you could slide it all up, and it had a little sleeve for everything, all, every disc that went in there. I took that thing in there, and I fucking sold it so I could go on a ski trip <laughs> in Colorado with my buddies. I'm so mad about uh, it. Was the ski trip fun? Yeah. I mean, I mean, not a great time. Right. There but you the, go. But it had, like, the Beatles embossed on the side of the wood cabinet. Oh. Yeah, so dumb. So dumb. The person but, that was buying it from you was like, are you sure you're gonna get that? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. No. No. Give me what you what do you give me for it? I don't even know. Right. What, what, right. It's probably two hundred fifty dollars retail, and I probably got seventy five bucks for yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever. Regardless. Um. But anyways, I was lucky to have that space in my life to go and explore. Um. That. So I got I get a good ways into this one, and I'm like uh, starting to be distracted because I can't properly identify who it is they sound i know it's a mix of like three people mm -hmm. uh and the best i could come up with was like kind of you two kind of rem and kind of maybe the cranberries uh and that doesn't speak for any like edge or or heaviness yeah but it's kind of like this background blend of yeah. those sounds so i think that they were you two obviously came out prior to stone roses uh you know making albums and getting notoriety but um yeah i could see i could see a little bit of that um also though they're guitar is so heavy yeah 
um, and their their drum drumming is a more of a you know a little bit jazzy or a lighter beat on the lot. So I don't I, I don't know if I could pitching them into, it's into weird. something it's, but no i get it it was a hail mary yeah, no I mean, it's a, it's good um i think that they uh for the short career that they had influenced a lot of yeah lot of bands um track seven simone yes is uh four minutes and 24 seconds of basically a distorted instrumental uh-huh. and it's fantastic yeah uh like may, one of the highlights of that record for me um, Yeah, that's a good that's i'm it's interesting because a lot of people are like, "Man, turn that shit off." Oh, it's not. <laughs> Danny's like, "Skip." Right. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, similar closing structure with a couple couple longer tracks at the end. Uh, I think a, 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 another a different version of "Fool's Gold" wound up on there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they, it's we again. Like, so you got whatever these four, uh, nine tracks that are mostly like four minutes, five minutes, and then they throw in these longer ones, and in the longer ones, they feel really loose expanded like they let their hair down yeah. like fuck it man yeah. you know yeah. uh just fascinating yeah um so that was uh a wild leap in in that i didn't expect stone roses had never listened to stone roses but i go from that to somebody i've never even heard of before which is ride yeah and the first one you've got is nowhere yeah. from 1990 mind-blowing album in my opinion it's just it is ethereal to me i mean maybe not to other people but to me it just no that's a good perfect word for it to me on a lot of different levels so. well uh it's a depart it's a sort of a departure from the stone roses and feel and length and also like that shoegaze is sort of starting to ooze out and right. 15 tracks 72 minutes yeah man i mean for 1990 that's a pretty it's bold a, move it's a big album it's it is a bold and a big album for ride again another short-lived um tenure as a band Mm -hmm. uh along the same lines of stone roses i I suppose but uh i think the internal strife and stuff was even bigger for these guys yeah they're jump forward to 2023 they're on tour right right now (laughs) like i'm not i'm contemplating dipping into chicago in february to go see them uh, they're playing at the Vic, yeah Vic. yeah honey it's a it's a work conference yeah yeah um, <clears throat> but on the other hand I've been to some shows from bands that maybe you and I grew up listening to and I'm just like kind of disappointed mm, but yeah. the ride show they're playing this album beginning to end no way so okay and the Charlottes and UKs are also touring with them so damn yeah, flashback uh, I know. Um, and the tickets are eighty bucks, and I'm on the fence about it. Eighty bucks isn't terrible. Uh, I know, but Th- dip into that savings. Recently found savings. <laughs> that... Yeah, that's like a couple bottles right, of wine. Right. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, ride uh, to me again. Great band, underrated, underdeserved. Didn't make it too far here in the states. Um, they played at the Shadow. What's the Shadow? It's the America's Pub. Okay. On wow. The corner of Westport Road and whatever that yeah street is uh huh a long long time ago okay okay I couldn't go to the show I was in high school I could not go to the show because I had a final exam that I think this was in ninety maybe okay they would have been go. hot off the press yeah I couldn't go I was so mad I was like now I'll see him next time and of course so that's kind of why I might go to Chicago to go well, how how did you how these guys land in your lap 
Same. Craig, Craig Palmer. Okay. Okay. Craig's brother. Uh, just a little bit older, you know. They're a little bit more traveled, I think, with their music scene. So, yeah, and of course with my sister too. So, they um, they uh, they liked the this is a quote. They liked the noisy the noisy bands of the time, and and when they were in college, saw my bloody Valentine, Sonic yes, Youth, yeah. and Stone Roses. Yeah, um, those are again. That is a great <laughs> like. Let's go and listen to all those bands because they're all amazing. Right. Right, fuzz heavy guitar, mm-hmm. good drums. Yeah, they so reunite or or they made put out a record in 2017, another one in 2019, and here we here we are in 2023, and they're yeah, they're, they're alive and kicking. A little bit of money, who knows? But uh, they're drawing them in. Sure. From what, I, from what I've read on reviews, so so a, the, a great band. I if I would I would turn that on for anybody who's oh, I've never heard of them, and I'm like, dude, let's go and right. turn it on for them and. Nine times out of ten, they're like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." Yeah, but it is a big album. A um, couple years later, ninety-two, going blank again. Mm, um, yeah, dreams burned down, which is track five. Paralyzed with which is track seven. Heavy songs. Uh, oh, and they open like you are in there. You are hooked and yeah. like uh, taste track nine, unfamiliar track twelve, or were both uh, also spoke to me. Yeah. Um, just wild dreams burned down as a man dude go on a drive if you're driving through the mountains road trip whatever put on either of those bands and just go okay it's i mean i talk about lsd (laughs) (laughs) there's been some great moments in my life i mean on yeah on elicits yep where um those albums are just like, like you said, you're living in it and it's the sun's coming up and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is mind bending and melting my brain. And it's just so good. Um, maybe well, that's part of the reason I'm attracted to it and I have that memory. Sure. But also on the other hand, when I listen to it these days, I'm just like still as good as it was. I still good. I think, I think I brought this where I mentioned Ethan a little while ago, but yeah. he, in his episode, I brought up, uh, <clears throat> We were talking about how he has mostly, I mean, he has a car now that he shares with his wife, but for years and years, he would just get around on foot and take the bus and shit. And one day, I don't know what the occasion was, but he was kind of the, um, he was definitely the kind of the bar manager, go-to guy to open Foundry. Mm -hmm. So that's how we met. And so at some point we, we, you know, had a couple post-shift, whatever, and then made plans to have beers. Uh And and we went to Shea Charlie, and it was still <laughs> da- it was still daylight out. So we sat at the bar, and Jessica Kyle Murray, who sure, yeah, she worked Kyle. at Harry's for yeah, a while, um, she's serving us. Uh-huh. And I have just gotten to that level of confidence, two and three quarters beers in liquid courage. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I think that I have the stage, you know. And so I'm just like going on this rant about all the glories and the wonders of acid. Uh-huh. And at some point, like e- Ethan's like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, what? And I looked around and everybody's like, just staring at me as if I'm completely lost my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, uh, who doesn't like a good, healthy conversation about how wonderful acid is? Yeah. And crickets. I was like, okay, fuck. Yeah. I read the room wrong, but wow. I mean, you guys are missing out, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, that's, I'm, tapping into age-old memories but they still live in you know 
framed and they've got a spot on the shelf and dude uh we're digressing but yes one of my best times was um <clears throat> alpine valley oh. Lollapalooza. oh wow tool ministry um there's a couple other great bands that at that that were on that bill um but we were there and red ant tab um, okay in the parking lot cool kind of a early summer evening you know you've been to alpine valley i have yeah there's one tree <laughs> that's up on the hill you know that tree yeah so i mean things are really kicking in and we're having a great time and ministry comes out and like like i listened to ministry but i never expected to see them on stage like that and it was mind-blowing and then tool came out and uh, Maynard is on the shoulders of this guy. Uh, I think Maynard's wearing maybe a leather loincloth, and that's it. And he's on the shoulders of this big hulking uh, guy who looks like he's from um, Mel, Mel Gibson movie, uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, Mad Max. Just he's got a leather face mask on and just strapped up and stuff. He's huge. And he stays on this guy's shoulders for like, half the set isn't that master blaster yeah master What's blaster that? that guy and and this dude's just swaying around, maynard's just swaying around and just sitting there ripping and and going in, into a great show and i i was just like underneath that tree on the hill and i was just like oh my god this is amazing it, absolutely so. absolutely um so uh you know a few, now we're going back a few years yeah, so we're going yeah. back to 1986 sure um and here it is h-e-a-r the debut of the flaming lips yes um i've i've been around some flaming i've been at festivals where they're there i kind of know but i never sat down and listened to them until uh my buddy bryce who did episode 35 uh we and that hit one record for his so oh. his, the whole thing was about at oh. war with the mystics oh that's a great album 2006 yeah and then i had a buddy that gave me 20 records and i, I 20 I was, lips oh no but i i, I cherry picked to 10 uh -huh. um and, and then at the end we kind of just real quickly touched on the 10 that i didn't and soft bulletin from, from 99 so point being uh to get ready for those i learned a lot about those dudes uh -huh. and like you know i, I was i was kind of like whatever the guy gets in a bubble and fucking yeah you know i don't get it yeah. it's not for me um but uh war of the mystics and soft bulletin are both amazing Great albums. uh and they sound absolutely nothing <laughs> like this right uh <laughs> i was like what the, huh yeah it sounds like they made that album in the bathroom of uh some gas station uh, that's on the, the side of the highway the biggest uh <laughs> standalone for me is all of the over the years all of the experimentation that they've done okay. with sound and the way that they put stuff out and all very very cool yeah uh but you could tell this is sort of uh the foundation of uh you know the the band kind of figuring out who they were gonna very um rough very yeah um, maybe not even the foundation. I think they're just starting to dig a hole for the foundation. With yeah, the and uh, his the main dude, uh, Wayne, Wayne. his brother. They were like, he, I guess this was the official 
of Wayne and the, and the brother was not part of the mix anymore. Yeah, right. I um, think they, he had some mental issues and dis, disagreements, and I think they're like, you're out. Right. Yeah. They're from Oklahoma City, if you, <coughs> if you knew that. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in Oklahoma City and you're in Bricktown, uh, there's an alley, <laughs> a, a aptly named alleyway called Flaming Lips Alley. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you know the story behind the band name? Tell me. Uh, so uh, a fellow... <laughs> uh was uh performing um uh, a coveted act on a female acquaintance mm-hmm. uh unbeknownst to him she had herpes oh and he obtained it mm. and so at the end that of the sense. at the end of the day they both had flaming lips that's great <laughs> i love that uh yeah this stuff is like really stripped down and, and these guys are Raw. wild um uh, is that is that the lat did you get to last song yeah uh i didn't i didn't write did any you, track names down um but. so i think that's the album anyway, flaming lips uh i was introduced to them by matt mcclain okay that that tracks yeah man like you know, grunge was there in the nine in the late eighties, early nineties, and we were all going through that Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, great bands. Yes. When I met Matt, Matt was like, "Dude, you gotta check out these other bands like Temple of the Dog." Oh wow! And, and, Summertime uh, Blues is the last one. Uh, Two and a half minutes. No, that's not it. Okay. Um, you gotta check out these other bands. Um, <sighs> Mother Love Bone. That's where, mean, where it all began, dude. Like. So he introduced me to some great music, um, and and he's like, "We're gonna go see this band, Flaming Lips. They're playing with Red Cross at um, Liberty. Is that Liberty in Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I, he had a couple CDs, a couple albums, and I'm like, "This is a great band. Let's go." And so I'm thankful for him to show me the Lips and, and yep. who they were. Uh, honestly, I think that they've aged out now. Um, I've they're still just uh, they're still cranking going, out records. I know, they're still going like uh, 19, 20, 21. It's, or, or, it's insane. Um, but I, I think for them, like you said, this is a, a great starting point. Yeah. To go, this is where they were, and this is where they are. Well, now. you you hit us with their debut, and then their follow up. Oh my God, the Flaming Lips, nineteen eighty seven. Insane. Punky, punchy, eleven <laughs> tracks, forty ish minutes. Uh, is I you know when I met you 23 years ago like I it never really occurred to me that you would ever have been a person that listened to stuff that I'm such a square looking guy don't it's okay you can say I mean that. you like, know hard heavy edgy yeah. kind of like a and you know it's the maybe the weirdest part about it is that we had definitely had an abundance of pockets of windows where we were playing music in the kitchen oh yeah anyway um, oh, I, I'll, I'll attribute this to like the lips um, <clears throat> my sisters you're you know Europe UK melange mm-hmm. my brother's hair metal glam stuff mm-hmm. the lips I kind of brought yep. it together for me so um, I only note that I came across um is apparently from a, some compilation they put out in 1998, but there's a line in there that says that for the recording of this record, they were experimenting with sleep deprivation. I was like, 
are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Like, what? Um, I think that's the album. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can go back and check your notes. But at, I think it's Oh My God. Yeah, the it's one. Oh My God. And at the end of the last song, there's like a seven-minute pause. Oh, for real? Yeah. And then after that, there's a 20, 22 minutes. Back in the day of the hidden track. Wah, wah, and it's like a sleep. I did dip. hear that. So, <clears throat> and I was like, ugh. Uh-huh. And so that goes on for a long time. And I remember at the Bottleneck in Lawrence, when they were closing down, they got to kick everybody out. They would turn that up to 11 to kick. I mean, you you hear that, you're like, let's get yeah. out of here. This sucks. Yeah. Uh, but that was part of their sleep deprivation experimenting Ugh. right there. Well, so... Uh, you, you that get... album cover is amazing. That art is just ridiculously Salvador Dalian and just crazy. Um, <laughs> track two is called one million billionth of a millisecond on a Sunday morning. And it is epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they crush yeah. it is it's art. I mean, yeah. like I'm not trying to say anything negative about the rest of the album, sure. but that for me, that is a standalone, just yeah. like, Holy shit, man, this yeah. is good. I, that is, that's a great song. I think <clears throat> for me, when I've discovered the lips and really who they are as they're like, you said art. I think that they are truly artists in the sense of the fact, this is an art that we're doing. We're musicians. Yeah. But this is our art. Mm -hmm. And you know, a musician's canvas is silence. Right. So they're trying to fill it. Yeah. And how, how in all the different ways, you may think it may sound, there was a point to everything that they're doing. Of course. And so, and the lyrics are sometimes a little punchy and weird, mm-hmm. but what they're doing with the music yeah. is insane. Well, you gave us one and two, and then you skipped ahead a couple. Nineteen ninety-two hit, hit to death in the future head. Yeah, uh, Andrew Perry of Select called the group the group's gorgeously melodic garage garage pop, mm-hmm. rarely short of breathtaking yeah. and this record was no exception to that amazing album great <clears throat> great great album um i think there's a cover of uh um dashboard jesus i don't care if it rains or freezes as long as i got my dashboard mm-hmm. where jesus mm-hmm. sitting on the dashboard of my car, something like that yeah um which i think is a towns van zantz i may be Interesting. wrong on that okay but uh yeah it's a great album <clears throat> that was uh I think that's the first Flaming Lips vinyl album that I bought. Oh, wow. So, I mean, if they've got, uh, I, wrote, I wrote it down somewhere, 22-ish records, if you include this, in 2019, <laughs> two in 2020, one in 2020, how much of the whole discography are you? Oh, I, I think I stopped at um, Soft Bulletin. Okay. Okay. Soft Bulletin. But there's something about these three that have always been oh, they're, yeah. special to you. Yeah. I mean, that was living in Lawrence. Sure. Cranking that music up at night. Right. Getting getting funky with it. Right. It's, it's good. I saw them a couple times. Okay. Live. Um, Fun. Oh, they're great. Uh, did experiences at the different shows, were they different or did it feel like, ah, eh, it's the same show I saw last time? Uh, no, they're completely different. Okay. Yeah. That's Even awesome. the crowds were completely different really? from one to the other. Wow. Yeah, it seemed like um, the first time I saw them, I didn't really know what to expect, so I just kind of stood back and watched. That's my nature. That's a good thing to do, though. It's just like kind of what's going on here. Yeah. And then the, the third time, I was like, "Let's, this is great. Let's get in the front and let's go dance and let's... 
you know, meet some people and have some fun. And so, yeah, they're good. They're good live. They were anyways. I don't know what they're like now. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I jumped off with particular album exploration for you. Because if I did the rest, we would still be here in the morning with the roosters. I sent you a lot. So, (laughs) um, but you like, uh, um, unabashedly said, uh, basically everything Wilco, everything Uncle Tupelo, everything Sunvolt. Um, I've I've had you know uh, Wilco's come up a, a couple times. It, it, most of the time it has been um, Yankee, um, and only if this is fifty four. What was that? Forty eight. Somebody he had a he had a list of ten, and on there was Sky Blue Sky, and I was like, sure, great album. Oh my God! That now I'm on board. That's Impossible Germany. I yes, think. yeah, uh, yep. That's Nels Klein guitar solo on that song. It is amazing. But we we we've got. Yeah, I love Wilco. AM ninety five, being there ninety six, Summer Teeth ninety nine, Yankee two thousand one, Ghosts Born, Sky Blue Sky, Wilco, the album, whole the whole love. Star Wars, Schmilko, yeah. uh, Ode to Joy, Cruel Country. And then Tupelo's got five, No Depression, Still Feel Gone, March 16 to 20, and Anodyne. And then Sunvolt yeah. has just been cranked. I mean, they've got nine of them from 95 to 2021. And you, like I said, unabashedly, you're like, oh, I love it all. I love it all. Um, matter of fact, Cruel Country, which is Wilco's latest album, um, it's funny. It makes it kind of a full circle for me with uh, uh, an aspect of music influence later in my life with old Merle Haggard and uh, Towns Van Zant and Willie Nelson and the greats, right? Sure. But I've, I've learned to love from my father-in-law, who's a cowboy, uh, for life. And uh, he introduced me to some of this great music. I mean, I'd known about it and really care whether I listened to it or not, but now I love listening to it anyways uh cruel country is kind of an homage and it is a fabulous album it is nice is one of their best so yeah for the people that have dad rock <laughs> tabbed wilco yeah there have been a few camps um there's some folks that love everything they do there's some folks that uh, you know I, I don't care for uh, this pocket or I only like, I only really like a couple albums and the rest, you know, it, I, it isn't for me. Uh, and then you've got some folks that are like, yeah, Tupelo and Sunvolt, but n- I've never had anybody say, I love it all. Yeah. Um, but there are, I know there are others of you out there. I mean, Wilco, you know, they've never been like, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift or Radiohead, numbers wise but they have managed to reach a shitload of people and i feel like most of those people really love them like what is it about the the appeal um i'll i'll say this in my opinion they're consistent but also not okay interesting that's Uh, that's appealing their album from one to another are not the same right they're different right um they they blend a lot of different musical architecture into their albums, sometimes big, big sound, big uh, instrumentation. And then other times it's really chill and, you know, it's just them. Yeah. So uh, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, hit, it hits home to me. The lyrics are good. They're tight. 
there Nels is a great guitar player in, in his own right and he has his own solo projects and side pieces that he does um they're just they're consistent they're well they're a great band. so y- yankee came out the, the yankees their fourth and it came out a year after we met so so by the time we met they had three records out were you already into them back then uh yeah because again Matt, okay okay like, dude am right and and i had another roommate jeff purcell at ku um who was a kind of a panic uh fiend so he liked westbrook panic okay. and sunvolt kind of you know along that genre yeah yeah and so he had some sunvolt and uh Matter of fact, I think they were at the bottleneck, and he's like, "Let's go see them. Go see Sunbolt." And so, you know, from yeah, early on, sure, uh, didn't really resonate with me until, of course, Yankee Hotel came out, right? Uh, but then uh, I met this dude at Kona Grill, and he's like he's the biggest Wilco fan I've ever met, and he's like, "Oh, it's the they're, they're <laughs> the best." Like he's on that he's on that other yeah, spectrum. Yeah. And I was like, kind oh. Have you seen them? Four or five times. And? Great. Every time you're like, I'll, I'll, every I'll, time. they can have my money every time they're in town. Every time. Good, good show. Okay. Really good show. One of the best shows I've seen of theirs is, uh, was it the, at, um, Grinders. Okay. A couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Outdoor. That seems like too small of a Hot venue for August them. August night, man. Oh. Dude, it was great. It, uh, it, that it was, was, that, that was, our, this is our, our third, attempt to to sit down together and do this and and the first it was titled hot august night. it was <laughs> in the invite yeah really yeah yeah you said it in a text and so i t- anyway so that was august of 2020 okay you invited me to do this well i mean i it was whenever we yeah whenever we landed on a date uh i gave I'm you sorry oh it's all good you're here now all right. that's all that matters all right um, and also, uh, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Steely Dan. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude. Y- you just said go. Steely Dan, the whole catalog. Um, so uh, amazing to me that Has anybody else dropped on them. No, not, not a, not a sniff. Wow. Uh, which is not to say that there haven't been fans sitting in there, but nobody has said any, anyway, I, I think they're so unique. Anyway. Can't buy a thrill seventy two, and it just I love that they wasn't even born yet. I know, but for like six records, a record a year. Can't buy a thrill. Countdown to ecstasy in seventy three. Pretzel logic seventy four. That one's come up. That one's come up. Somebody's brought that up. A lot but, of a uh, lot of um, rap artists have sampled, sampled from Pretzel logic. Katie lied. Yeah. Nineteen seventy five. The royal scam seventy six. Aha. Asia. I'm sorry. Asia. Like the continent. A A G A or A J A J A. Asia. Not like the John Hughes take on me. Aha. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Asia. Asia. Interesting. Uh Gaucho. So uh, between Asia and Gaucho you get a 3 year which it's been a record a year ever since the but 3 years and then Gaucho and then 20 years. And in 2000 they put out Two Against Nature and and, and in 2003 Everything Must Go. Yeah. Um, funny that you ask if anybody had included them. I've always, uh, not always, uh, in, in recent years, it's come to my, you know, cause I, I, this is part of why I did this is like 
for years, decades, I walked around being like, good music starts here. And it, <laughs> if somebody wants to know, I'll tell them. Right. N- not possible that other people, whatever. Yeah, um, no, you, but so, 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 about it. so in that, uh, you know, it's like all of the years of classic rock radio listen, like I've got all the Steely Dan covered, which is, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. So, but I thought that for a while, and then I don't think I thought about them at all, really, for a bit. And then they started coming up again, and coming up again, and coming up again, like every time I turn a corner. And it almost became sort of like Rush. Like, there is a tribe out there that are like, dude, Steely Dan. And en- enough people say it, and you're like, okay, I, I clearly have some homework to do. But uh, what is it? about i mean like they've got a funk sound and some fantastic musicianship is it deeper than that um i don't know really how to classify them i love jazz you know i could have put some jazz on there whatever i love jazz um but i also love all this great rock and roll and all this great pop and all this great other stuff so are they jazz are they rock? Are they pop? They're all of that. And funk. And funk. But they're also none of that. <laughs> well said. You know? Well said. It's just like, man, so Asia album, I don't know what Rolling Stone ranked it as. It's got to be up there, though, as a, as a maybe a single digit, top 10, maybe top 20. But um, they are methodical mm-hmm. musicians mm-hmm. they will spend countless takes and dubs and overdubs and piling it on and piling it on um to get the sound that they want they're so technical when it comes to uh, how they're mixing their albums and but it also feels like they're loose totally i mean and they're so tight i don't know how to marry those two things I, I, that's what boggles my mind and if you just sit down and <clears throat> really listen deep to uh, some some Steely Dan, you're just like, what the hell are they doing, and how are they doing it? They, I think they, there's 40 plus musicians listed um, on the Asia album. Are you serious? Yeah, for credits. Wow. I may be wrong on that, but I know that there's a lot. Wow. Uh, but they're the. The Walter Becker, Donald Fagan, Steve Gadd, who um, is a, an elite drummer in his own right, those three guys together, and then Jeff Baxter um, playing on the back um, for a lot of the albums. Those those four are the core, but they brought in all these studio musicians who are just so like you would never have an hear an album from one of these guys who are playing in the background. But when they're all coming together. It is beautiful. Yeah. And it is just amazing. Uh, well orchestrated, not for the radio. Sure. But at the time, you're like, dude, 70s, man. Like, put on my bell bottom, big old polyester pants, and go do some Coke and right. drink some uh, Chablis or something. <laughs> some Chablis. And some Chablis and have my friends over. Right. And we're going to listen to some yeah. prog rock and I mean, sit by the pool. Yeah. You know, and drink my type, whatever. Yeah. But that sort of groove, I think, is that culture or whatever you want to say, however you want to identify it as, that I, that 
relates to me in some reason. Um, and it, you just you can put it on in the background and just have it on. Yeah. Go clean the house. Yeah. Just it is it's groovy. Uh, yeah, it's groovy. And it, and I, you know, you've given me sort of a, a, a homework assignment of sorts in that I bet you uh, it wouldn't take long if you start nosing around in that list of credited musicians, whether it's that record or, or their entire discography. And I love when you start uncovering uh relationships with other artists like oh that guy fucking recorded with uh michael mcdonald like i hated i I, still, I hated him i still hate him forever yeah but he's earned a little respect in my old age i for suppose sure. for sure uh, for for what he's done with a couple of their songs yeah. yeah so but no i get it yeah they've they've touched a lot of uh musicians um and to the fact that even to this day, like I, I hate Kanye. Um, hate, hates a harsh word, but I I don't listen to him. But he's sampled Steely Dan music. Okay, so yeah, they're still relevant. Oh, hundred percent, and uh, and would be I think even without yeah. folks sampling. Yeah, and and so I think part of it, my attraction to them is uh, since I my love for jazz and my love for this other, all this other music that's influenced my life. It all just comes together with them. Um, but like you said, like, how do they, how sure. Do, how do they come together? But sure. Not, um, so. uh, need to give shouts out to nothing shocking by Jane's sure, yeah. and, uh, Nick velvet underground and Nico, uh, which you were initially toying around with including. And those are, those are great albums. Um, and, um, at one point I think it was just totally random, but this is uh, some time ago, I think. Um, but I discovered that I was completely uninformed or, or perhaps misinformed, uh, about Ryan Adams. And mm. I think I talked to you and you had just seen me, you and Janie had just seen a show the previous night or, or so, I don't uptown, remember how he probably, came up, but I was like, huh? And you're like, dude. <clears throat> and I was like, whatever. And then late, like years later, I was like, oh, yeah, he is. So are you still? Uh, so he's put out a shitload of music. Yeah, his his uh, band prior to his solo is the Cardinals, which was great, great band. Um, I've he's fallen off from me. Okay, from his stuff. Uh, yeah, his dumb things that he's how he treats people. And, well, and uh, you know, it's just I'm not aligned with that, so I could just pretty much cancel him. So you uh, can. He's got great albums, right? But I'm right. not going to really seek him out to put that music on. There. I understand. I, I also uh, discovered kind of recently, kind of when I was getting this thing off the ground, that he's like got some serious producing chops too. Mm -hmm. Like he's been brought in for projects, and it's like the the his presence really, you know, yeah. just because he is good at that. Yeah, I think. He, he's he has a good ear. Yeah, uh, he has his heart is not there. Well, I mean, so, may, maybe maybe it's trending in the right direction now. Yeah, can you fix that though? Can you fix like? How, what's you the recover? saying? You can't fix stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> Horse gum. How? <clears throat> when, how do you Louis, Louis from that sort of shit? Louis handled uh, his own version pretty gracefully. I I loved him, and I'm not. He's trying. Louis is. Uh, and I loved listening to him and, and cheered him on. I was his biggest fan. And then 
I'm just like, I, I don't even want to hear you talk yeah, anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that that happens. I don't ever want it to happen to anybody. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, I got a wife, I got daughters, and I got you know that sort of thing. And I'm yeah. just like, idiots. Yeah, you yeah. The, the, you're the kind of people we're trying to yeah shelter them from. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, so a couple more and then we got to get you out of here being as how it's a school uh, night. Um, let's go. If you wake up in the morning and discover that you have, uh, inherited, uh, $150 million. That's pretty good. How different does your day to day life look? Well, it's a good question. Um, I probably have a, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, do you continue? Some people are like, I'll just keep, I, I like, I like my job. I'll keep I mean, working. No, I would not work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I so mean, I love my job now. Obviously uh, you, you still have young people that you're raising. And sure. so there's that, which, but I mean, travel, new hobbies, projects. Um, I would probably, uh, do some, uh, philanthropy work. Okay. My my kids really love animals okay. and taking care of animals, not just dogs and cats, but in general, uh, horses, that sort of thing. Um, so I probably would start some sort of uh, some sort of project to sure. to make sure that those that animals are taken care of. Cool. Maybe buy a big chunk of land and a nice house and have a sanctuary type of thing. I like that. No, I just re- uh, remembered. Um, in, in asking you this, that uh, you, I think back when we were working together, like just uh, surprised me multiple times with <laughs> like, you know, you'd go have a day off or whatever and come back to work and I'd be like, uh, yeah, what would you do with yourself? And you're like, well, we're, uh, I'm redoing my bathroom. Yeah. And I would be like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And then another, there were several. And, and you, uh, if I remember correctly, which often I don't, so correct me if I'm wrong, um, I I think you kind of, you know, like plugged your, you just uploaded like handy. Yeah. The handy file yes. out of the matrix. And, and then all of a sudden yeah. you were wielding tools and doing. Uh, yeah, I got a good shop. Okay. Uh, so, so I would that... probably, here, you know, uh, maybe I'd make like cool cutting boards. Okay charcuterie boards sure um i have a problem sourcing good walnut and and uh some interesting woods to work with so i'd try and find it tap into a good so you still sure mess around with stuff yeah, yeah. and the place you are right now is everything the yeah, way you want it uh, no I mean, besides I, the kitchen yeah <clears throat> oh uh no our house yeah no um it's always a work in progress. But I mean, will 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 you still take on things, or do you hire? Oh no, I'm because of time. I'm or? at the point where I will do as much as I possibly can, um, and then pay someone. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but if you know, I, if I got time and money on my hands, sure. Then whatever. I, I don't know. Right. I do something. I might not. Um. So okay. So you're only. Uh, for this really weird scenario uh, crops up and uh when your time is over and you're gone your your kids are are left with one sort of message 
that encompasses dad and it's a different message for each of them oh but you get to pick what it is the one thing that you really for each kid yeah oh uh for my son be there amen uh for my daughter do it with no abandon okay i love it those are fantastic answers. She's uh, she's the creative one. She gets it from me and my wife, the artist streak sure. in me. And, Stage and, and stove. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's my palate, like food. Yeah. And my wife, drama and, no, I... and stuff. So my daughter's very good at art. She's very good at watercolors, and she's getting into acrylics. Is she and, a second guesser? Does she, like... Oh, she just... Yeah. For, yeah. Get in her own uh, head. I want to build her up okay. as, as I can Great. as much as I can uh, and then my son on the other hand is um, I don't know he has some complexes about his height right now okay that I sucks I think it's well it's kind of a, he's at a disadvantage because he's got a twin sister and you know girls um, develop and grow faster mm-hmm. and younger mm-hmm. younger so I'm like dude give yourself a little bit of time you're going to catch up and then you're going to be six foot two like me or whatever so um he's like yeah but i want to be tall now so he's a little uh, lacking in that aspect but um he is so stinking smart oh okay nice he's so smart man he can he pretends like he's not but i can see it in him like dude you're gonna you're gonna do some things nice uh but he also has a big heart that's great so he kind of kind of uh shrinks up a little bit but he also has that compassion and empathy hmm. uh, for for others. And my my daughter is just like tennis, art. She's like she does stop motion animation movies, cool and shorts, and she wants to get on some some uh, social media. And I'm like, no, not yet, not yet. Yeah, you just got a phone, honey. Really yeah. You need to behind the scenes for both of your kids it sounds like you need to be practicing your uh, big Lebowski voice yeah. take it easy man but my daughter likes to film me making fresh pasta dough and raviolis and okay. tortellinis and she's sharing that are you I mean the, the, the cooking lane of TikTok is immeasurably uh, I wide I can't compete with that um, we have a great um, social media team at my company okay for, they do a, do a great job cooking. Nice on TikTok and Insta, especially Instagram. I think we've got a million followers. Dang, a lot. We have a. I might be misspeaking on the number, but we have a lot. Okay. So we've got a, a good crew. Nice, professional looking. Sure. Whereas I've got my product out on the tip. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's sometimes it's, it's fun to watch though. It's not so polished. Uh, uh, chef's reactions. Yeah. Though. I don't ever want to be on Chef's reactions. Right. For TikTok. Right. That unless okay. he's. Giving you a 10 out of 10. Awesome. I'd eat it all. Yeah, Did you see that. the one the other day where the, she had the egg in, just in the middle of the skillet? With the raw beef? No. I don't know. Oh. It's not even worth. But okay. uh, anyway, uh, complete this sentence. The world would be a better place if only. There were no guns. Amen. Another killer answer. Yeah. So what's this, you you know, 21, 22 years together, you and Janie, what's what's the secret to keeping that thing healthy and happy? Um, you know what? She's been 
the force of my life. If I hadn't met her, I don't know where I'd be right now for real. Like she's helped me stay driven and focus on my culinary career and point me in the right direction where I was a little unsure about maybe pursuing this career path, you know, like what do I know about sales? You know? Right. Right. You know, like she's like, no, you got to do this. Right. You got to give it a shot and look, you know, sure. So, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, the secret is, and it's taken me a long time, but tell her everything. Okay. And it's a two way street. I was just, my next thing it's was two way street. She, well, but... so she's always done that. Okay. I've always been, I'm not always, but in the early stages of our marriage is very kind of guarded, you know, for I, good I reason. Some, look, man, I had some self defense mechanisms that I was really good yeah. at and yeah. I could suppress it with booze and work and being at, at uh, work for 16, 17 hours a day and, you know, come home and whatever. Turns out there's a short shelf life on that short whole yeah. a- a- approach. If yeah. you even want to call it that. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Um, and also um, make plans. You know, we we rest, restaurant week was last week. We made plans. We had a nice dinner together at uh, Stock Hill. Okay. So, uh, those sort of things. It's a little things. Um, we, you know, there's everyday in and out minutia that is, sure. you're just muddled in the shit of mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and it sucks sometimes. But uh, you know, we got plans to go to. Uh, we're making plans for summer vacation. And nice. We got a 25th anniversary approaching in Dang. 2025, okay. and we're gonna go to we're, we want to go to Spain and we want to go do the Camino walk, like the way. You know, are you familiar with that? Yeah, uh, ish. Okay, so we want to do the whole thing. Okay, she has she lived in Spain in college for a little bit. She's oh, that's got, right. Uh, aunts and uncles that are over there and um, people that she knows. So we want to spend three and a half weeks there. And just the two of you? Well, if we can take the kids, okay. we will. But if you can't, be, you'll make other arrangements? Yeah, well, they'll be 15, I right, think. So right, So why wouldn't we take them? Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, how many chances do you get to go? Well, who knows how many chances you get to go to Europe or do that sort of thing. But like, right. I want to go and show them everything I can and go eat at some kick-ass restaurants and have some great wine and some great scenery and make a memory. Nice. So I love it. I don't know if that's a secret or not. Um, I didn't have any insight into marriage and relationships as a kid because my, my parents were divorced. So I just know what I know. Right. And I'm making it up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So what does, as we sit here in January of 2023, you know, we've, uh, uh, I don't, want to necessarily single out Gen Xers, but I also kind of do because sure. I think that we are and TikTok is constantly affirming this latchkey kids and uh, divorce and a lot of things, a lot of things, sure. but we've literally watched music consumption go from vinyl to eight track to cassette to CD to digital to streaming Seen it all. and so what's it going to look like in January of 2043? I don't know. I hope I hope that there's no like AI. I know there already is. But right. Like it's not all computer generated shit. You right. Know? Like instruments have been around since rocks and sticks. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. don't stop. Yeah. 
I don't want it to stop. Right. Um, if it does, then our, I mean, cultures and everything, it's, it's a backbone. And, and it's unfortunate to me to see people who don't understand or, or begin to even comprehend music. like Or value it. Or value it. Um, and if you can value it, um, but it, it, it's, it's, makes me sad for them. Right. Same thing with food. I'm like, so you just eat food. You don't make them a, an exhibition about it, or, <laughs> you know, not that you need to be an exhibitionist, but right. like, let's take some time and put some love into it. And like, let's listen to this music and figure it out for yourself. And what kind of feelings does that invoke in you? Like same with food. Well, it's the, uh, another pro- project is uh, I want to at some point sit down and, and, and revisit and some of it visit for the first time, uh, no reservation and parts unknown in their entireties. I just lo- love the guy. I always have. Um, but the leap from no reservations, which was kind of food, 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 food to parts unknown, experience, 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 mm-hmm. eating a home cooked meal in some, you know, somebody's kitchen and, uh, experiencing the culture. And, you know, I mean, just there's, there's the food, is is there to sort of be the springboard for you to make experiences it's the out of making food yeah and and sharing food yeah. breaking bread that's why we have the you know absolutely like you could take two people that don't know each other and put a plate of food down that has been put together well and a little bit of care and a little bit of love and uh, those people uh i would hope and think that they would open that plate up and share it and sure talk about it oh man this that's got a really good, what is that? You know, that's, yeah. that's how conversations yeah. can be, can be brought forth. And I think, uh, I hope in 2040 or whatever music is still there. Well, I think music I, will still be being made, but how are we going to be consuming it? We've, fuck, I'll probably be dead. Well, I mean, but <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for this. So, uh, I'll tell you, my kids are starting to pick up a little bit of the things I'm listening to. And like, I was listening to Nothing Shocking today. Oh, funny. Just to kind of... Great you know, fucking album. Yeah, it's great. Um, just to kind of, you know, give me a little fresher in, in my memory bank. And I picked them up in the car line, and um, there's a lot of explicit language. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, what the hell, Dad? What are we listening to? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's good. Just... It's okay. I'm going to distract you from what you're hearing by showing you the cover yeah, art, yeah. which is... Is that the one with the two gals? Yeah, and the, yeah this, the the sculpture and their hairs on fire yeah. swinging on a swing. Uh, but I'm just like, I, I hope that uh, music is still being consumed in a good positive way. And uh, people are still getting into it. Like, well, we did. I, I we hope, do. I hope that like rebirths continue to be like when, when I first heard that folks were uh, like vinyl was kind of the pulse all of a sudden was, oh, I was like, pff, pff. now I'm like, that's fact that I love that. I yeah. wish it wasn't as expensive as it is, but I'm glad that it's. Where do you go? Where have you? I've I've been to two places. I've been to Records with Merit and Mill. They're both they're in in Westport. Go to uh, <clears throat> go to Brothers Music on uh, Johnson Drive. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're. It's before Lamar, so it's east of Lamar on Johnson Drive on the north side of the street. They used to have a bigger store across the street, but I think they moved into this other space because they had a bunch of 
other stuff in that store that they didn't really want to focus on. Now it's just some good. Somebody told me that uh, there, there's a third place in Westport that's uh, a more slightly more affordable, and then uh, the Seventh Heaven is also Seventh Heaven's got, great. Yeah, um, so you find new vinyl mixed in with the old. Sure, Seventh Heaven's good though. I haven't been to Seventh Heaven in a while. Right. Of course, there's. Um, online just i know i know but but this is a garage sales it's a it's a spend that i have to be mindful and intentional about um facebook marketplace good good call good call i picked up some some scores there sure uh milk carton crate of them wow some of it's yeah throw away yeah yeah like whatever but uh, some of those some good finds somewhere in the in the mix of all of our communications to make this evening happen uh you said you feel like this has got a, a, a good trajectory this little outfit this your, show your deal yeah it does. um i and, mean uh, for what, sure like so when did you start this uh i mean january of last year so uh, you're on that, 54 episodes yeah that's a great start i Um, but the number of people i know is finite you know so it's it's hopefully trickles out to other folks yeah you need to probably i don't know i'm not gonna tell you what to do but you're gonna get some people in here that i don't know be like who i don't know you from adam right but you know let's talk right i've had several of those already and it's fascinating for sure um Go hang out at UMKC uh, <coughs> campus and in, in their music conservatory, or maybe go uh, to Nelson. Wouldn't that be funny if you're at the Nelson and you're just like maybe in one of the wings and you're just like talking to sidle up to some stranger? So hey, you, hey man, you like, like, I've asked strangers. You like I've asked music, plenty of strangers. Yeah, you talk? yeah, you know, or something, or maybe if you're at a record store. Yep, you're like hey man, I do a podcast. Yeah, want to rap? Then before you know it, you might find somebody who's a gem. Right. Some turd like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, either way. uh, I I really think that you've got a good thing going. Uh, And like I said, I listened to uh, the McCoys team first. uh, And now I'm getting into some other folks. They got some really interesting picks for their albums. Well, and I'm as as interested as I am in people's picks, I also want to learn about them sure. i mean yeah and pan- pandemics we talked about a little bit you know a lot of weird things human behavior wise came out of it and uh we were already i think we were already trending in the direction of like less community you know in-person communication and yeah. I, I don't think that's a good thing i think we need to yeah, sit down and talk and sort of like you said with the two people sharing the meal. I yeah. mean, so anyway, uh, it was a really nice compliment. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and I know, you know, with two little folks and a job and all the other things, uh, for myself, I know that time is really valuable. So you making time to come do this is, Oh, it's been good. I've uh, been looking forward to it. Like seriously, the two weeks ago, I'm like, I got this on the calendar. I'm, I can't wait. Uh, and let me brush up on some things. And of course it, I dusted off some music. And, nice. Uh, like it's been fun. And a uh, matter of fact, I'm probably going to go back home over the next few days and listen to some other things there where you... I'm like, damn it. I should have said this. Well, there's, you can always come back and do another one. <laughs> oh shit. We're not on uh recycling of guests yet. You're not, I've done yet. one. Oh, you I've have? done one. Um, it just, it's a school dad who, uh, 
uh, he actually was episode two, and oh. I was like, I didn't know him. Like we'd see each other at soccer games, right? And maybe the occasional practice, right? Uh, but I knew. I mean, I saw him wearing a T-shirt that was like a band. I was like, hey. And he's like, sure. And then his story blew me away. So I was like, we definitely need to. And I might kind of fold him in as kind of a somewhat regular. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm not committed to, you know, all right, we're recycling guests and we're going to. But there have been a few that like really good chat. And I know there's a whole bunch of other records that were big info. So, so maybe I'll come back. I mean, I think it'd be just as fun as this was. So. For sure, I'll bring some food. I mean, <laughs> tacos. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm, I've well, been craving some tacos lately. I, I did. I've not I, had any good tacos. Your text asking if there were going to be tacos tonight <laughs> was Pavlovian. I was like, oh my god, it sounds delicious. But <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, Steve Woods, Esquire. Are we done? Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. We are Doctor Steve Woods Esquire. Doctor Steve Woods Esquire. That's, my bad. Actually, your your merch. Hey, get some uh, badass records merch. Uh, it's really sweet. No, you're here. I'm just, I'm, I'm there. No, so I'm you're just... pointing to the, uh, uh, really good stuff. Um, I'm going to get, I got, can you give me a sticker too? Yeah. I've got a whole I'll, thing of them. Yeah. I'll start leaving them everywhere. There you go. Like, uh, thank you again for doing that. Uh, much appreciated. And, uh, badassrecordspodcast.com. Click on the merch tab and you can see what, what there is and more stuff to come. I got some custom stuff that my gal's working on behind the scenes. And, uh, so It'll be there if you want to throw it on your credit card. I'll check it out. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. That was good. Bye.